0: Virtual reality and the metaverse are massive growth industries. Who's investing in them and why? Is there vision or purpose beyond profit behind the huge investment decisions being made into companies like WeWork, Uber and Snapchat? And how might the good of society fit in? We're going to take a dive into the real value or not of virtual reality and other projects, and the massive amounts of wealth being poured into funding, what? Rob Sobhani is Sparrow's founder and CEO. Rob is a scholar-entrepreneur. He has a doctorate in political economy from Georgetown University, where he's taught courses on energy security and U.S. foreign policy. Rob is an investor, founder, and board member of Sienza Energy. That's an innovative battery company incubated out of Caltech. And ZAC, an explainable AI company which focuses on 3D image recognition. Rob also established the first smart solar renewable energy project in the Kingdom of Bahrain. I don't know how he finds the time, but Rob's crazy about books and he's a huge reader. He also finds joy in doing push-ups while dancing to Donna Summer and the village people, but where Rob finds true bliss is cheering on the world's great soccer teams. Welcome to Sparrow Today with Rob Subhani, the podcast for people who want to bring the world closer together through the joy of shopping and the joy of giving. Sparrow, purchase with a purpose. Sparrow is a Microsoft for Startups company. Thank you for downloading this program from Audible, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn, among many other sites. Rob is your host, and he can be reached directly via email at robsparrow.com. At I'm Victoria Jones. Rob, recently I asked you what you feel passionate about right now, and you said wasted wealth, and you talked about the metaverse and a lack of vision, and you felt very strongly about that. And why is that?
1: Victoria, I think it's a perfect question, and apropos to your question, the last few days we've witnessed the headlines of Mr. Musk buying Twitter for $44 billion, When I look at the question of where wealth is being deployed, I only come to the conclusion that it's been deployed into platforms that don't unite us. It's deployed into platforms that may make life simpler on the edges, but they really don't solve the fundamental human problems. You know, when I look at innovation and when I look at history in the context, let's put metaverse in the context of history, the influence that the air conditioning had on the advancement of human life or the invention of penicillin on saving lives is far greater than the 10 billion that we've seen being deployed to date into the metaverse. In its simplest form, the metaverse is a virtual reality ecosystem playground I would prefer that we deploy that capital on problems that really, really need to be solved today, as opposed to deploying it in ways in which it really doesn't do much for the fabric of society.
0: Now, you call it a playground. Do you think there's any value coming out of Uh, the the virtual reality playground? uh, You know, is is it purely for leisure?
1: I think, Victoria, it's all about money. Some person in Silicon Valley comes up with a term, metaverse, and then the guys at Wall Street look at that and they see dollar signs, and the two go hand in hand to generate wealth for only a small group of people. Over the last 10 years, Victoria, $100 billion has been spent on this crazy notion of self-driving cars. Let me repeat that. $100 billion. Think of that $100 billion if it had been deployed 10 years ago, okay, into getting one step, two, three steps ahead of the Omicron Virus. Not only would researchers be wealthy, not only would some of the companies that were doing that research be wealthy, but we today would not be locked down, masked up, and economies torn, lives lost. That is why I'm passionate and saddened by the fact that a hundred billion dollars was wasted. Why? Because some guy called Google or some company called Facebook or some company called Amazon said, oh, this is a fantastic idea. Let's go do self-driving cars. A $100 billion wasted.
0: Maybe part of it is that the idea of self-driving cars was fun.
1: I I admit self-driving cars in its optimal form Not only would be fun, but probably would be practical. You know, my mother could order it and go to her doctor's appointments. But what about all those drivers that would be displaced? No one thinks about the displacement that all this creates or the chaos. And it's not just the self-driving cars. You know, I, I think about the valuation and the money that was poured into WeWork, which is just a glorified office share, or Uber. It's just a glorified taxi cab. But there was money to be made, so it's all driven by what I call savage capitalism. Let me repeat that. Savage capitalism. In other words, money following one idea that has zero application to solving the moral issues that we face today as society, for example, gun violence, or cancer, or let's drill down into cancer, pancreatic cancer. Think of $100 billion that was spent on self-driving cars to solving the issue of pancreatic cancer or brain cancer. I'm surprised that that money is not actually
0: being invested in things like that because You've, you've got the pharmaceutical industry who might be going, yeah, let's, let's invest in that because we can make money out of um, helping to uh, make things better because I'm sure there are drugs that we can sell. I'm surprised, actually.
1: Well, I think that, uh, Victoria, there are a number of factors, but I believe that one of the underlying factors is we keep putting people that make a ton of money on a pedestal instead of putting the researcher who's laboriously trying to find a solution for pancreatic cancer on a pedestal, we put up Adam Newman, the founder of WeWork, on a pedestal. We put Mark Zuckerberg, whose Facebook platform was to chase girls at Harvard, on a pedestal. Or we put the owner of Snapchat, whose history is, you know, questionable maybe, on a pedestal. We've put wealth on a pedestal instead of putting decency and good hard work on a pedestal.
0: So, in fact, a sense of ethics and morality and a kind of spiritual foundation to wealth creation is lacking.
1: It's not only lacking, Victoria, it's missing from the DNA of Silicon Valley, from the DNA of Wall Street, unfortunately. There was a time when Silicon Valley was the domain of the likes of Intel. Bob Noyce, Gordon Moore, Andy Grove created one of the world's most successful companies, Intel. Those Intel chips made our lives better. That's not what you get out of Silicon Valley these days. You get fraudsters who try to tell you that they've created a blood test and it's all a fraud. You get someone like, you know, the founder of WeWork who flies jets across the world, you know, smoking dope. Is that a good way to deploy capital? My personal answer is not.
0: If it's not and it's happening and... We're talking about it. We are not in a position to say, this must stop. We're going to stop it. What can be done? What can people do? People are listening and saying, well, we don't feel like we can do anything about it either. There's a sense of powerlessness
1: here. Victoria, I I agree. But at the same time, I go back to the moment in history not too long ago when the elite club owners in Europe decided to have their own separate club uh, and super club. The fans revolted. The people revolted and they put an end to it. I think there will come a moment in history when we will stand up and say, enough is enough. That wealth, $100 billion in the hands of a Jeff Bezos is just way too much money. That $100 billion spread across researchers doing work on pancreatic cancer, on solving gun violence, on solving brain cancer, on solving cerebral palsy, would be far more valuable to society. And so I think that moment will come when we will recognize that there's far more value in democratizing wealth creation. Than concentrating on savage capitalism.
0: Perhaps it has to be, or perhaps one way this can come about is that it has to be demonstrated. And it has to be demonstrated through uh, some means whereby some of these people somehow lose that money. I don't know how. I'm I'm not wishing ill on anybody, but sometimes things have to be demonstrated, like in science experiments.
1: Victoria, I agree with you. I don't wish ill on anyone, but I look at the flip side of your question and I say, maybe there's someone out there who's got the idea of democratizing wealth creation, who has a moral grounding, who does feel passionate about giving a hug to someone, not in the virtual world, but in the real world. And if they could just partner with a good company, I can think of one big tech company like Microsoft, whom I work with closely, and they are truly interested in making a difference. Maybe we've come to an inflection point where the combination of an innovative idea that democratizes wealth creation with support from a big technology company with the massive resources can start thinking about technology that touches the human soul.
0: Thank you for listening to Sparrow today with Rob Subhani, the podcast for people who want to bring the world closer together through the joy of shopping and the joy of giving. Sparrow, purchase with a purpose. Sparrow is a Microsoft for startups company. Thank you for downloading this program from Audible, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and TuneIn, among many other sites. Rob is your host, and he can be reached directly via email at rob@sparrow.com. Our music is provided by Proud Music Library. Thank you to Blue Room Productions. I'm Victoria Jones. This program is produced by the DC Radio Company. Sparrow Today with Rob Sopani. Thank you for listening.